0: Welcome back to the Irish Tai Chi Chuan Association podcast, the Tai Chi UA podcast, and uh, we're continuing in our uh, podcast series called Hidden Gems, and to add to the already stellar list of people that we've interviewed, we're adding today, Mrs. Sabina Higgins, our first lady. Uh, So welcome to the uh,
1: podcast. First woman, if you don't mind. First woman, sorry, (laughs) my apologies. Now, see, this
0: makes me feel very much at home because my Tai Chi students are always correcting me and and steering me in the right direction. So that's fantastic. So we've kept the normal energy of this podcast. Absolutely brilliant. So uh, we're going to go into our series of 12 questions. Uh, I think everybody will know who you are, uh, so we won't need to bother too much with a lengthy intro. Um, But I know you do have an interest in Tai Chi and complementary therapies and stuff. So the first question we're asking everybody is, what what started that interest?
1: What piqued your interest in, in things like Tai Chi? Well, <laughs> it's a long journey um, starting a long time ago. Uh, well, I suppose the first uh, interest I had uh, was that I trained in the Stanislavski system of acting with Deirdre O'Connell. And a very foundational thing in that system is relaxation and concentration and imagination and then you have to have a flexible responsive sensitive body that can carry the emotion that can carry the the voice and all of those nuances so that's it that's a lot of um, a side training you do apart from the techniques of the acting itself so that's really the the consciously being able to relax and to have that control over your body or with your body or how is the kindest way to say it to your body that you do so we did lots of lots of exercise in that but um I was very interested and um with this idea then of balance because in the movement and of being earthed because I felt that I was not I've been always been a, a romantic sort of you know, read prodigiously and everything as a child. So it was very kind of romantic and not really, you know, earthed, more my imagination than what the reality around me, shall we say. So um, this doing an exercise, and I became fascinated by having a balanced body, being concentrated in present mm-hmm. with having this. And I felt myself that I was not balanced because when I was little, at home, I had an accident in which I had fallen from the first floor of an outhouse down onto the uh, bottom floor and I remember being at the doctor and him he sat, "You know, I just remember his hands on my on my thigh and on the, my hip you know, and I f- yeah. feel that that's where it started that that injury never healed, so that it meant." Uh, you know, when I would be going up to church at home, we always talked of I'd raise up my shoulders, you know, and it was kind of curved around, or if I was under stress, you know, I tightened yeah. up. And then I was cycling, you cycle to school, uh it's like I was put all the weight on my hands, um, which in fact overdeveloped my hands, but it means I was always in ways adopting to take the weight off my Hips, you know, are from from my right hip. So that really, I I kind of felt I had a mission in life, particularly from the knowledge you get from being, to to write that, to get balance. And I felt that if one did, one could reverse, you know, like a tree that's compromised by where it is. That if one were in a position of, constantly reminding oneself to, to uh, you know, get into a good position that it would gradually it would gradually grow a different body. <laughs> so um, and then I happened by chance to be l- looking at um, a television, and I didn't have a television, I didn't want, but anyway, I saw these exercises being done by this, these beautiful girls. So it turned out it was Richard Hittleman's, Program, and it was the first time yoga really had come to Ireland that way, the 70s. Because they, um, I, I got his book then, and it was actually published in about 60 70 or that, so it was just at the stage that that yoga interest was coming. So I got the book and I studied it, and it was just the minutest detail, everything, there was 28-day yoga exercise plan. And he says that if you do it, you will just transform your body and there will be all kinds of benefits you will be aware of, that physically and mentally and spiritually, and and that it's it's something you have for life then, that every third day you do a different group of those. So they give absolute minute details of how to do the the exercise and then you you have the pictures of the girls so everything is so precise so precise so I've I actually of course was absolutely delighted with this and was very dedicated to it and had such enjoyment It was so wonderful so I also was telling everybody about it and giving the books to everybody and I also taught us I did it with the students, the other students in the the theatre, you know, the studio. So it was a wonderful um, thing to have. But then I I kind of, I married and went to Galway and then I had four little children. And uh, there wasn't anyone really doing it with me, you know, couldn't get my husband to do it. (laughs) So I kind of gave it up. There wasn't the time and that. And um, But I was involved with the the arts centre in Galway, and I heard of this um, man that had come teaching uh, martial art of Tai Chi. So this was Kalichi, and he was really quite an extraordinary man. I went to the classes and met Kalichi, and there was a lovely, it was in the arts centre, and it was was an amazing group because it was mostly young men of about the 20s, 30s, you know, that were doing it and just so dedicated, you know, to it. So it was exactly the same thing, really, as the yoga, that the movements had were to be so precise that every second of them was, you know, you just stood with your feet shoulder-width apart, your hands by your side, and you raised uh, them up and... Um, Drew them back, pressed them down, and that movement alone—it just transformed the body. It brought it into alignment. That your your chest came out and your shoulders were back, and you were flattened at the back, and it was just amazing. That first movement alone, which I do I do all the time now. I can do it in a second, you know, in a minute, or immediately. Your body is in alignment, and you are relaxed, and you are concentrated. So, um, I found the whole, the whole, the whole technique of it was so wonderful because following on from that took a long time now to learn it, even to perfect that first movement, and then, and then you followed on with the others. But they were all precise as well—the movement with the body. With the hands, the feet, the transferring of the weight from one to another and all of us so precise uh, and so, you know, like long rhythmic movements. And it's only really in doing it that you get to know how it should be. And you may think you're you're doing it right and maybe you can't. And even years, even years on, you're discovering ah. This is how, but as your body is changing, your body then prompts you yes. to do this. And suddenly it's um it's you know, that's what it was meant to be from the start. Yes. So a, you know, wonderful, one wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um um tool to have for for, for, for living, you know. Yes, oh, um, absolutely. That's how, that's how I came to be doing the Tai Chi anyway. Brilliant. That's fantastic.
0: And is there a particular benefit you think that it's brought to your life to be doing both the yoga and the Tai Chi? You're both hugely brilliant. Yeah.
1: Well, they've, they've given me really everything, I would think, that um, I'm trying to denote of um, um, just this, this to have a tool, uh, a system. That you can go to and that benefits you, you know, and you can feel it, you know, for removing stress and for enjoyment of the body movement, which is really very important. It's a very uh, pleasurable thing. And also it's very much when you advance in it, a kind of a, a meditation sort of when you're doing it. You're in a particular yes. atmosphere. And um, there's a kind of an aura to it that it is a world of its, of its own when you're doing it. And it's very funny that if, if I, you know, you can, you can do it anywhere. I mean, I do a, a 10 minute, 10 minutes. You do, can do the first or this first one, two, or one, two, and three, yes. but you can just do one movement, even the first one. And you're a kind of bear, you're in this new space. But that is the benefit of it, that if for me, like traveling or that, you know, in an airport, in a toilet, in a in, a, in an office, you only need a small, relatively small space to do it in. You don't have to have any particular clothes on you to do it. And you can just, you're not sit, you're you're standing all of the time, so you're not having to accommodate yourself lying out or sitting down or anything so it's wonderful um aid you know a help to have mm-hmm. and even if you're stressed or you're in something just before you you do it you can just do this i've cramped like before i came now here i was better what i was doing but when you get up from sitting for a long time or doing it well at my age yeah. you're feeling quite stiff and just take the minute to do the first movement alone and um, y- you've got rid of the stiffness and the, the tension in the body you know so it, it is me- just just so many benefits.
0: Yes it's a great it, it is very adaptable we we do teach that with our students in Tai Chi to play your Tai Chi and to adapt it to yourself because everybody's Tai Chi as you know is, is different it's a, an expression of themselves really so and since we're all vastly different, it's okay. To yeah, well,
1: I had that experience because Felici um, was, um, he was just a great teacher, you know, he stood in front and we copied him, you know, from behind. And you did it over and over until you had it off by heart. And you added just a few extra movements each time. Yeah. And then you did the whole routine and you, you did those over and over until the body knew them it knew itself what to do which was part of the organic in you to do that and um that is a wonderful thing in itself but he was doing a lot of work with people who were terminally ill and that he was very advanced himself like he did a bit of the um you know it is a martial arts so yes. he kind of did a little bit of using it as a martial art and, you know, the reed, going with this and that. Yes. back. And um, so he did give some beautiful performances as well, where he used, you know, the music and dance inspired by Tai Chi. But he had, he went off then, he was working with a centre in Galway down in Ballylachon with terminally ill and quite ill people. But then he moved I think to draw to, to do something like that so we were left without without him so I kind of uh, uh, my friend and I we kept going Catherine Rennecon for a good while then she went away and then I you forget you know kind of forget you know of a bit. absolutely the thing is, I saw that uh, this um, Joe Pender was doing uh, Tai Chi classes in the local, local government centre so I joined her and it was also the long form of the the Tai Chi Tuan, but it was slightly different. So I really I started from scratch with her again, which was the best thing to do rather than me doing something different than everyone else was doing. And the great thing about Jo was that she taped her instructions to us as well. So even now when we're away from her, we ha- can refer back and remind oneself if you if you laugh, you know fantastic
0: yes mm. absolutely ahead of our time in doing that as well uh, that's fantastic it's really brilliant has there been uh, i'm sure there's many of them but if, if you could just recall one a memorable moment along your journey with tai chi or complementary therapies
1: well certainly th- when i sort of first realized how beneficial it was i was involved with the and um, directing the, Valden uh, directing both the pantomimes, uh, in the Cardiff City pantomime and the in more musical society, so I was needing creating a dance or something, and I I needed to go on stage, you know. And really, I didn't. I thought I'd lost my fitness after not doing it with the. Uh, this was early on. Now, when I've not done yoga, yeah. but anyway. I went to go on stage, I found I had no bother getting up and I had no bother doing the movements and everything. And I realized that even though it seems such, you know, a small movement that you were so fit from doing it, that it really had the same benefits as yoga, you know. And that was an amazing uh, revelation because, you know, with time you get to know it's the spine. And even though Minute, you know, in some ways, the movements—they are actually all manipulating and doing the spine and the different things. So, you say you're as young as your spine, and it really is—it's true, you know.
0: Yes. Is there a particular life lesson that springs to mind that you may have gotten from your yogic or tai chi practices?
1: Well, I suppose the, the the life lesson is if you find something good, and you're You know, I think the the universe has to be in your side for those things to come to you. Things have always come to me, even though they've just been coming on the kind of earth that they've come to me. And I think when you find them, know how privileged and lucky you are. And don't let go. Don't stop. Because if you stop in any of them, like in the Tai Chi, I would forget, but in the yoga, if you stop, it's it's you're it's so exhausting to go back into it because yes. you're trying to go back at the extreme things and of course you have to start always start at the beginning again to warm up the body and to do it so the very and to get the benefit from it I think you need to do it every day that's the last lesson you know doing it once a week that is not you won't get to understand and to know it and it won't reveal. No itself to you you need to do every day or you know five or six days in the week at least for to to really get to understand it and as I say for you to prompt prompt you reveal itself to you
0: fantastic you've probably asked this answered this question sorry already it's it's about why you stay with your practice but I think it's because you're experiencing very real and
1: tangible oh mentions. and it's such a great uh, companion to have you know that i i certainly um feel you know it, it, it would be very very stupid to have something you've been privileged to get to let it go you know yes so that's that's really why absolutely brilliant
0: mm-hmm. um our our next question is um obviously it grown up in a very kind of um in, in ireland that had kind of very strict ways of uh you know strict behaviors and codes of conduct etc so what do you think was missing from say a more western approach to things that made you go towards um, things like tai chi and yoga
1: well okay i like that again i think i was i was just lucky you know um it wasn't that there was something missing, which was what I got when I got to, that I didn't have or even know about that I had. Um, um, I don't know what to say to that, but it was, I was fine. <laughs> but what was missing was that I hadn't had the fortune to come in touch with this, even though I had to say I had got many, many, Benefits So that was, it just added immeasurably to my life and to my abilities, you know, and, and um, of course it's coming more and more to the fore now of, you know, the, the, the people, the, the stress that's there in the world and the, of the lack of fitness or the, the harm it is to one's health or the health, the depending, your health depends on your lifestyle and what you're doing. So you just get a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge from from doing the Tai Chi or doing it.
0: Brilliant. Uh, the next question then is, um, if you were sitting in a room with your younger self right now, is there a particular lesson that you would give to your younger
1: self or piece of advice? Oh, well, I don't know, but I would love to give my younger self, if I know then what I know now. (laughs) It would be wonderful. You'd be able to deal with situations so much better. But also um, the main thing, and it was really in the theatre I first did it, of knowing. You know, I would tell them to be really present in life and to know it and how you do it is because often say people say like let's say relax or do this but they don't tell you how to do it so in the theater you've got to know how to do it and how to get to 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 love people or know people or whatever was by creativity of the way you appreciate other people and for that you really have to be observing i would say to really live your life observe. Observe the details of it. Use your senses, you know, know that everything excitement is to, you know, see, hear, touch, smell, you know, texture, everything to really examine things in, in detail rather than just in general, you know, yes. the thing in general. But know it in particular and name it even name what it is that it is you are. You know that you're feeling it softer, or harder, or its weight or its heavier. That to to actually actually know the properties of things and to enjoy doing that, and it's amazing. I think for you know writing essays at school and all that. That when we'll be writing, um, you know, music, oh, half faint, half sweet, and language fails before your breath and all that. Uh, but. You kind of a lot of essays you were doing were quotes from some book. You weren't using your life experience, mm. whereas if you were writing down the actual things and observing and doing them, it would be so much richer, and the essays would be so much better. You know, knowing one bird from another, one tree from another, mm. and the leaves, or all all of these different properties, life would be just so much more um exciting uh, you know I feel absolutely I feel, um, that I you know I loved things and nature and all of the you know poetry and that, but I feel uh, that kind of thing of naming, naming yes. things so you know them reading, writing, writing them down, see so and then you remember you know or recreating them, they're there for a uh, you know yes. lifetime of remembrance yeah yes yes, fantastic.
0: For for someone who claimed to not have been terribly grounded before they found yoga and tai chi,
1: I think you had profound
0: awareness of yourself and the world. Maybe. Oh well, I
1: I was very I had read prodigiously. I mean, I loved Dickens and I loved um, um, Shaw and everyone. I mean, I had yeah. read or everybody, but uh, yeah. they were all I was living in my imagination. Imagination. <laughs> not, so I had a lot of information It's my imagination, really.
0: So the next question we're going to ask you is, if you were still sitting in the room with your younger self, is there a particular lesson that your younger self could give to you?
1: Well, yes. I think just remembering back to one's life, you know, the enthusiasm, the excitement, the excitement of meeting somebody new or anticipating. I mean, to actually hold on to that regard, you know, for and to, you know, the, the just the excitement one had when one was little and the enthusiasm and everything. So I think that's kind of what I would and also uh, I did get it from I got it actually from Tolstoy. I, I remember an aunt Center book's little white leather Books with little, you know, Tolstoy had all these, the moral, that is. Yeah. And the moral of one of them was that whoever you were with at the time is the most important person in the world. And they are somebody who is to give to you and you to them, but they are it. So a kind of, to understand, don't be wanting to go where we'll say the ink crowd is or this or sitting at that table. You'll find that people are searching to be sitting at such one Sit where yeah. thing and just that and that would be the best for you you know so that's the kind of um things which makes really life enjoyable you know
0: absolutely be present to the people who are here and don't yeah. deny yourself the butterflies in the tummy because they <laughs> make life work well yeah. very good that's absolutely fantastic that's brilliant thank you um is uh, So we're, the next question we're asking everybody is, who's your most inspiring
1: historical figure? There's so many. But um, I suppose, really, for my great love or my great appreciation in our Irish history would be for James Larkin. I mean, just to bring that consciousness to the workers, to labour of their class consciousness and knowing that their, their, their dignity and it was their right to have, when the, thing, the issue of the first thing was the, the union of their choice, were to have a right to a decent wage and a decent living, thing to to, to their right to fight and to strike for things, but also that bringing that kind of European thing of where other countries had got, at this stage, you know, kind of a more consciousness you know in in Mm -hmm. England things were a lot better for the workers in Europe but the workers at his time were living in um, tenements that were and at huge cost and that it was was just shocking you know so uh, the amazing thing how he lifted them up and he led the, the strike in 1913 which even though they starved them back to work that it go where you went from having 5,000 members to having 100,000. They, it just had put down a marker that yeah. these are, these are in fact the, the backbone of the country, the people who are working, you know. So I have um, a great, a great love for, for, um, well, it's just a great appreciation because they said that Larkin would bring the crowds together to listen, you know, outside Liberty Hall, Burst for Place, when they were in strike, there would be crowds would come just for that encouragement and that then Larkin would bring them and that they would stay to hear Connolly, who was just so <laughs> wonderful <laughs> as well. So, um, I mean, there were just, we were so lucky in having having them there. So they would be in my historical, we'll say, figures. I won't go to brilliant. the world ones. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, brilliant.
0: Um who is an inspiring figure in your life that's not connected to your Tai Chi yogic journey, but just your everyday life outside that? No, my,
1: I have to. I cannot say anything but that to have met Deirdre O'Connell, to have had a guru, or have had a teacher. I gave one the tools to. Know Know oneself and to know other people and to love other people and love the universe. And nobody, nobody that went to her studio were not transformed by their old still, her family, All many of the most major actors here now, they came through. But it was something new she brought. And it was that of what I have spoke about earlier, the uh, observation through the senses and then seeing the beauty of anyone when they were up on stage doing it. You just saw, even there might be, you know, you'd say nondescript, see them up on stage and you just saw how wonderful every human being is. So it was it was like something from um, the Greeks of showing you how you, how you recognised, how you know beauty, you know. Brilliant. That's, that
0: really is inspirational. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, have you any uh, aspirations for your continuing journey in, in Tai Chi and health and
1: well-being? Well, I have an aspiration to have the willpower and the thing to keep doing it for the rest of my life. That's really, that's really it, you know. That's uh, my aspiration for, for Tai Chi. That at yeah. the moment I would do it every day. So I hope to continue doing that, you know.
0: Brilliant. That's a very good aspiration. That's a fantastic one. Yeah. And then our last question, because we're getting through and is absolutely brilliant, um, is when all is said and done and they've closed the book, uh, what would you like your legacy
1: to be? Well, my legacy would be for Tai Chi is to continue what I've been doing of telling everything I can, you know, can to kind of let people know that that is there for them, getting to know about it. You know, we had the um, occasion at the the Oris where the different groups came. So that was to show an appreciation for it, how wonderful, but also to maybe let people who didn't know about it and would happen to see it and become interested in finding a teacher and doing it. So and I, I would really, uh, of course, I I do all I can of encouraging it to have it and yoga taught in schools. I think it would be invaluable in the army, in the the the, the guardi, in sports, and particularly it's for kind of that that control and these. Um, just gifts that would have these tools, but also I'm more distressed about uh, violence, gender violence and domestic violence. And one of the reasons I really would like to see it done is I think if people had control of their body and their breathing, instead of getting something so uptight and tense that they lash out in their frustration at the people who... They're most dependent on who they care for most, who care most about them. And I just feel if they had the control a body that can breathe and adjust to shocks and to adjust the frustration that they would have the, the, that control to think rationally about a thing and take whatever action they can to, you know, improve things. You know, yes. so that's really what I would love my legacy if there's anything to do. That's why I did my my interview, my podcast with you yes. <laughs> as well.
0: Is to expand awareness and share.
1: Oh, to share. That's wonderful things that are there. It would just be transforming, yeah. you know.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, that's our 12 questions. And I just want to again say thank you so much because I know how busy you are to take time out is really appreciated it's really fantastic so uh is there anything because what we normally do with our podcast is we've asked people if there's any charitable works to doing or anything that's upcoming that they'd like people to know about so uh i just wanted to give you that opportunity if you have anything no but i do
1: think that especially for for people an awareness of the sustainable development goals you see this badge badge i've on me it's yes. the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. They're the 17 Commandments for our time that will save the planet and play from the climate change, from poverty, from hunger, from gender violence, from oh, and for having decent work for people and um, um, responsible production consumption. They're all there, and 200 countries have signed up to them. In the United Nations and it's for people to understand the importance of what are being proposed for climate change and I think if they kind of are familiar with the sustainable development goals or even get wear the little badge you get them from the United Nations that um, more people will understand why they you know the changes I mean look at uh, Canada 50 degrees you know Anyone that's yes. in denial after that, you know, but they yes. understand how beneficial it will be having a green and how much our very life on earth depends on it. So I would love to be further to more programs on that and on the 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 um, the sustainable developments, you know, more knowledge about Absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. Is there a particular website or anything you recommend for people to Well, go that's to the
1: United it? Nations that's there for it, you know. And in fact, what's very important at the moment is the United Nations thing, the uh, UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund, for, you know, the thing Liam Neeson has said yes. of give a vaccine. So all you have to do is get into UNICEF. And if you've got your vaccine or even haven't, make a donation so that all of these countries that are only 2% done and also the pressure to temporarily get rid of the patents, give the technology and the know-how to countries yes. so they can pr- produce their own vaccine and at such a minimal cost. It's the only thing that will save us from new variants and everything. But they're yes. reluctant, the manufacturers, to let go of the profits they see <laughs> from keeping a hold of the place, But it could be your own goal for them.
0: Yes, absolutely. If there's no one around to buy their products, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, sure I was on the foot, right? Irish. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. But again, thank you so much for that, and uh I'll definitely be checking out that on the UN website. That's fantastic. Thank you so much.
1: And All uh, oh, right. Yeah, very nice again. to meet you. And take care. You, yeah. Yeah. You too. All right. Love to all your Tai Chi enthusiasts and everyone else as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank all you. Like all right. Bye. Bye.